Let us pray. Amid much confusion, Lord, signs leading us away from you, Lord, this morning we seek your truth in your word. Open our hearts this morning to the wonders, Lord, of your work and the wisdom of your word. That is my prayer this morning that, like the children, we open our eyes and understand that moment, that moment that Jesus walked to the Jordan and was baptized by John. Our reading this morning comes from Luke 3.15 to 17. Everyone was expecting the Messiah to come soon, and they were eager to know whether John might be the Messiah. John answered their questions by saying, I baptize you with water, but someone is coming soon who is greater than I am, so much greater that I'm not even worthy to be his slave and untie the straps of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. He who began a good work in you, he who began a good work in you will be faithful to complete it. He'll be faithful to complete it, and he who started the work will be faithful to complete it in you. Thanks be to the glory of God in his sacred readings. Thank you. Now, my question to you this morning is, do you believe that? That's a good question, isn't it? Because like the children, we probably don't remember our baptism. Anybody remember their baptism as a child? Now, as a child, not, not in recent years. Some of us were baptized later in life, which is good. Some of us were baptized, rebaptized, if we happened to went to another denomination. That's okay, there's only one baptism, I believe, but I myself have been baptized twice. Now, God began this work in you, though. He began this work at your birth. He knew you even before your birth, before you were even knitted in the womb. He knew you. And for those of us that are baptized as infants, it's our way of continuing that work until today. Now, some of us are a little older. Some of us are a little older. Some of us are not. And, but God has always been at work in your life. Now, now, you may find that odd because, well, I won't make you hold up your hands, but I'm going to say there are some people who probably have never done what I mentioned to the children. Come up before the congregation and profess your faith in what you know about Jesus Christ and what you believe. That's called confirmation. That's what we call it in the Presbyterian Church. And, and probably there's a few of you that haven't done it. But just because you haven't done that, and just because you don't remember your baptism, does not mean God has not been working in your life. So I'd like to share a story with you. My mother was a sort of a fallen away Catholic. My father was not religious at all, although he, he liked to wear St. Christopher, um, which, which I still wear as a, acknowledging him because patron saint of travelers. My dad had uh, 
allow no grass to grow on your feet type attitude. And, um, but I was baptized in a united church. And it was a church of convenience. It happened to be down the street. And my mother was concerned because of her upbringing that, that if I wasn't baptized, I'd, I'd be going to hell. And, and that's really quite the simple thing. So I was baptized in the United Church, and I was given a wonderful little baptismal certificate. Anybody still have their baptismal certificate? Yeah. In, in, when, when I was a kid, that was identification. That allowed you to go to school, that allowed you, I used it for identification for, I can't remember how many things I used it for. I still have it, and I still look at it. And, and one of the things I remember is my grandmother was, my grandmother, my father's mother, was a little bit, little bit religious, and, and she kind of liked the United Church. When she went there, she liked the way it was laid out. It was down the street, it was a, a big old building like this, and, and very majestic, so she liked to go there. And, um, and she took me there when I, when I was young, and it was interesting. Did I learn a lot about God? I'm not really sure. I remember sitting by my grandmother a lot, and I really liked that. But from that moment of baptism to this moment today, I realized looking back that God has always been leading me to where I am. God has always been walking beside me. Now, had you asked me even 20 years ago, would I be a Presbyterian minister? I would have had soundly said, no. No, absolutely not. 20 years ago, I was, I was doing mission work. Um, I was in the evangelical church, non-denominational. And, and the whole concept of, of, of being in a reformed church, I went, hmm, yeah, I'm not sure. But because I was a missionary, and I've told this story before, I ended up in a Presbyterian church in Mexico and was led into the Presbyterian denomination through the love of the minister there and the people. Now, when I look back, I go, hmm, isn't that interesting? But I recall all these times when I was confused and when I, when I didn't know what to do, I would pull out this baptismal certificate and I would look at it because I would always remember on that day, I was incredibly important to a lot of people. And I must have been important to God because of that day. Now, it didn't make a lot of sense then. To be quite honest, it didn't really make any sense that I did that time and time. Have you ever done that? You have something that you keep going back to. You have no idea why, but you keep going back to it. When I was in seminary, um, we, we, of course, go through baptism. And, and one of the things I found is that one of the things that we really need to do is to reimagine our baptism. Now, the way that I always did that, of course, was looking at my baptismal certificate. I can't read the minister's signature, but I can read my name. And what I'd like you to do this morning is we're going to try a little exercise. This is an imaginary exercise. You're going to use your imaginations. You're going to try to imagine that day when you were a baby in the arms, remember little Wally? You're just a baby in the arm, and, and water was being sprinkled on your head, and words of welcome were being said, and words of encouragement were being said. The people around you were being encouraged to support you and be with you and guide you and help you. And then the child, you, were announced to the world, and your name was said, 
and you were announced as a child of God. And everybody went, welcome. And you were welcomed into God's covenant with all of his other children. Now hold on to that feeling. A um, friend of mine, uh, Dale Woods, uh, instructor, friend, principal of, of Presbyterian College, wrote a letter a number of years ago, which he shared, um, and, and I was very taken with the letter. I've, I've since reformed it a little bit to sound more like me, but I give it out to every child I've ever baptized, because this is what it says, and, and I'd like you to listen carefully. And it's, remember your baptism and give thanks. Dear child of God, I'm writing you this letter to help you remember the meaning of your baptism in the years to come. I'm sure that you will have many questions over your lifetime and I pray that loving, faithful people will be there to talk to you about this day. I pray this letter will give you guidance as well. Today, in the presence of many people who love you, you were baptized. I stood before you, sprinkled some water on your head, and offered a prayer for you. Why did I do that? Because your family desired to announce and celebrate God's love for you, made known to us through Jesus Christ, and because they believe that God has called us to help you get to know and trust his love more and more as you grow older. There will come times in your life when you will feel alone and wonder if anyone understands you, anybody at all. When that happens, I pray that this letter will help remind you that God does care about you. There will come other times when you will wonder what life is all about, about who you really are and your purpose in life. When those times come, remember your baptism. From the very beginning, God was working in you to be his child and his servant, sharing his love with all people. Now may God bless you and help you and others you will meet along your journey. Remember why our baptism is so important. Now, dear child of God, on behalf of your church family and every believer around the world, welcome to the family of God. That letter is given to encourage parents to remind their children until they can read on their own and then given. We give out baptismal certificates still, but something about knowing that on a certain day, you were so important to God. You're welcomed into the covenant. This morning, the message is simply entitled Baptism. And I'm going to read from our living faith. On the day of your baptism, water was poured into the font. You were brought forth by your parents and loved ones. 
to share in that wonderful moment. So what the Presbyterian Church writes on baptism, it's one of the covenants of God, but it's also one of our two sacraments. Anybody know what the other one is? The Lord's table. We have two. And they're incredibly important. We spend a lot of time thinking about this one. And we do this one. We spend very little time thinking about this one. Today, I'd like you to try and remember that day and the importance of it. Baptism is a sign and a seal of our union with Christ and his church. Through it, we share the death and resurrection of Christ and our commission to his service. In baptism, water is administered in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. The water signifies the washing away of sin, the start of new life in Christ, and the gift of the Holy Spirit. By the power of the Holy Spirit, God acts through baptism. It is a sacrament, not of what we do, but what God has done in us. God's grace and our response to it are not tied to the moment of baptism, but continue and deepen throughout life. It is a sacrament meant for those who profess their faith and for their children. Together, we are the family of God. Baptism is also an act of discipleship that requires commitment and looks towards growth in Christ. Those baptized in infancy are called in later years to make a professional, a profession of Christ. What is born may die, what is grafted may wither. Congregations and those baptized in Christ must mature in their life in Christ. Baptism assures us that we belong to God. In life and in death, our greatest comfort is that we belong to our faithful Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, I'd like to do something just a little different this morning. These are the waters of baptism. When you were small, they were sprinkled upon your head. You were blessed in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And you were presented. This morning, I would invite you to walk forward and dip your fingers in the font. Yes, it's been blessed. Yes, you may. They are the waters of our Lord. And I would invite you to take this moment to run your fingers through the water to remember that time. I would invite you to forward to come, come forward now if you so desire. It's okay to be adventurous. I would invite the choir to come down as well. May the Spirit awaken the memories of God's love for you. Go ahead, run your fingers through the font. Feel the water, that life-giving water of Christ.
Baptism assures us that in life and in death, we belong to God. In life and in death, our greatest comfort is that we do indeed belong to our beautiful and faithful Savior. Let us pray. Lord, we gather before you in remembrance of all that you have done for us. And Lord, in gratefulness and joy, we head into the world to share that amazing moment with all those around us. Lord, this morning we think about those who cannot be with us for whatever reason. And Lord, we celebrate them. We celebrate their travels, their visiting, their care for others. And we hold them up to you so that they can know that they are prayed for. And this morning, Lord, we think about the people that are struggling in our congregation. We think about those whose loved ones are sick, whose loved ones are soon to be with you, and the struggles they are going through at the moment, Lord. And Lord, we just ask that you wrap your arms around them, that they know we are praying for them, that we are holding them in love, in your love. And Lord, we give you thanks for answered prayers. We give you thanks for the restoration of relationships, for the restoration of health of those around us. Lord, we celebrate those moments and that time. This morning, Lord, may the Spirit carry us out into the world so that the healing, the joy, the faith and the hope that we have in you is shared not only with the people around us, but in this community, in this city, and in this world, Lord, that they can know that above all things, you are God of all creation. We ask this all in Christ's name. Amen.